You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Welcome to Make It Rain! Since I had already been chatting a little bit, I was talking and sharing with permission. Rebecca made $22,000 last time she could make it rain. And I challenged her to double it. So I'm going to go through this document really fast before I jump into like more of like the contenty stuff. Contenty, because that's a word. Okay. <laughs> because a lot of what you're going to be doing, you'll see is, yes, we're going to be sharing. I'm going to be giving you ideas and I'm going to be talking and hopefully shifting some of your perceptions about money. But also there's going to be a huge component of you doing the work yourself on your own time with your journal or a piece of paper or a phone or however you take notes, because I feel like the money work never stops. And no matter how much money you've made, part of being an entrepreneur means we're going to continue to grow our business. If you're not making any money, this will also be useful for you. And so I think one of the things that I love about money work is, is it challenges our perception of ourselves. We're not born someone with a characteristic of making money. Even rich people aren't born with the characteristics of being able to make money. And so what I love about this is this is a skill set. The way you think, the action you take, the way you believe, the things you talk about in the form of your offers all has to do with your willingness. And I think if you're willing to try what I'm going to encourage you to go through in this document and just in this program, like you really can make more money than you've ever made in your life before. I really, really believe that in a month, no matter how much money you've made. I think that when you expand your consciousness, you expand what's possible. And so there's four rules. You'll be receiving this document to your email after this call. This must be playable and fun. This is a game. I always call it a game, but then I saw Rich Litvin's doing the money games. Like I got an email from him. I was like, play the money game. And I was like, wait, I'm doing different, but very similar. So I was like, I can't call it the money game because he called it the money game. So this is the Max Out Money Challenge. This is about making the most money you've ever made in your life. So yes, it'll be deep work. And I believe that a lot of inner work is required to make money, especially money that like used to feel impossible. I remember one of my first like really big months in business, I launched my first program called Pro Coach. And I just had like a series of events that like I had a $40,000 month. And I used to think that that was going to be that number specifically was the number I thought I would make in a year as like a social worker. That was kind of like what I thought I would get as like a beginning social worker working part time. And I remember making it in a month. And that's when the concept of collapsing time happened for me. And I was like, this is what it means to be a rainmaker. It's where you make more money than, you know, you used to believe was possible in a shorter period of time. I don't know what your number is going to be. I'm going to have you pick a number for the month. I encourage you to pick something that feels like a stretch, but doesn't feel impossible. Find somewhere in the middle of comfort zone and impossibility, somewhere in the middle where it's like, I believe this is possible. It feels like a stretch, but I feel like it's possible. So part of this game is also you're going to track the money that you ask for. This is how we rewire our brain to reward it for the activities. You know, maybe you had a consult and you send a proposal or you send an invoice, even if they don't pay it, even if they say no or back out or ghost you, that's where you're going to track what you ask for. I think that this helps you stay in action and you get those little wins that you're like, I put an offer out on my social media for $2,000 to work with me one-on-one for three months. I'm going to count that. And you'll see, I'm going to give you a place to track it. You're going to track it because I think just noticing, you're going to start to see a correlation between what you ask for and what you receive. And that's kind of the big piece is you have to ask for money, right? And be able to receive it. 
And so the second part of this, number three, is you must track all the money you receive in the form of cash collected, not sales. Sometimes we see this in the online space. People will announce their sales numbers. I don't love that because I am someone who takes payment plans. I know a lot of you guys take payment plans. And so I want you to track the cash that you receive in your bank account. So if you sell a program for $5,000, but they pick the payment plan for $500, you're tracking the $500 amount. Awesome that you'll continue to make money. But just for the purpose of this month, track your cash collected. And then do the daily task. I listed out a daily task for the rest of the month starting today. Like any program, like anything you do, you get out what you put in. You do not have to do this. I will not be checking if you did it. But in my experience, I used to just want to consume as much as possible and fly through things. And now I'm kind of in a phase where I'm like, I need to spend more time with stuff and actually integrate the things that I'm learning. And so this is your chance to really integrate. Some of it's really simple and some of it's going to really challenge some of you guys because it's like make a bold ask. Some of it is more internal work like journaling. I really encourage you to figure out when you're going to do it because it is every day. I will be sharing it in Slack and an email because I'm going to bombard you with these prompts. And then you have this document as well to work through at your own pace. And to honestly, if you ever wanted to do it again, I mean, you might do this monthly. That way you have it to refer to. So this is where you're going to track your money asked for. I like coloring it in because I'm like a kid, but this is where you're going to track the money that you ask for in your email list, on consults, on your Instagram stories, on LinkedIn, whatever, wherever you're asking for it, you're going to track it just to see. And I don't know how you're going to do the increments. That's up to you. You know, you might track every thousand dollars. If you've never made money, like maybe it's every one hundred dollars. If you're having like consistent big months, maybe it's like every five thousand dollars. You figure that out based on the space that everybody or make your own. Feel free to make your own as well. You're also going to track your cash collected or the money received, the sales number. These are your daily tasks. So you're going to see there's a lot of them. I don't want you to get overwhelmed. So like what I don't encourage you to do is like don't try to read ahead or do a bunch in a single day. I really thought through this on a day-to-day basis. And it's going to do some perception shifting. It's going to open possibilities. There's some questions that are really going to make you think. And that's very purposeful because what I've learned is that what your current level of consciousness is and awareness is and what you think is possible is what you're going to recreate and create and recreate and create over and over and over again. And so if you want to create something very different, you have to think very different. And so a lot of times what I do is like when someone will tell me their goal, I'm like, what if we doubled it? What if we tripled it? Not because you're morally better if you hit the bigger goal, but because of the what it does to your thinking, everything is thinking. Everything that you've created up to this point has been based on what you've been thinking in the past, how you were raised with money, the ideas that you've borrowed from people. I used to borrow a lot of thoughts. In fact, I used to have something on my computer that was like my home screen that was basically like money affirmations that I got from Amanda Francis. I totally borrowed her affirmations. I'll be sharing affirmations as well. But I think part of our work is to change what we believe is possible around money. I call it Make It Rain. So when I was a newer entrepreneur, I listened to a podcast by Russell Brunson. And it was like he shared on the podcast. I thought it was actually really interesting. He shared a Voxer that he sent to one of his private clients about being a rainmaker. And it was really inspiring to me because this friend of his was like, I can't remember what he was doing, like a PE teacher or something that, you know, doesn't bring in a ton of revenue. And Russell Brunson works in marketing and makes like hundreds of millions of dollars. And so he was really encouraging his friend to like look for different opportunities, look for different ways to add more value. And he's like, if you can be a rainmaker, you can write your own checks, basically. And I was like, I want to be a rainmaker. 
<laughs> like, what does it take, you know? And what I've learned is the whole model that we teach as coaches and in this industry is like the be, do, have model, right? Like you have to change who you're being before you can really adapt to what you're doing and then change what you receive or have. And so what I want you to consider is what does it mean to you to be a rainmaker? What I love about this for me, it was always like working part time and making a lot of money. That was what my definition was like. I get to set my own work hours and I get to write my own checks. What does that mean for me? I encourage you to think through what does it mean to you to be a rainmaker and just notice what's coming up in your own mind because sometimes it's like, but I'm not a rainmaker. You don't identify as one. That's where we start to ask questions like, if I was a rainmaker, what would I believe about myself? Think thoughts like, I can make money whenever I want. I used to make money on demand. Money loves coming to me. There's always more where that came from. Those are some of my thoughts that I think come really naturally to me now that I had to practice. And so you might just keep like a journal this month about thoughts that you like. I remember there was this one time when I started really doing money work. I think it was like an unexpected medical bill. Then we paid it. And that's one of the challenges you'll see this month is like really making peace with the bills you have to pay no matter what and finding gratitude for it. And I remember that was the first time that I really was like, there's always more where that came from. And it came out of my mouth and I didn't realize I believed it. I said it to my husband and it was a thought that I had been practicing, but I found myself believing in. So there is power in practicing thoughts and writing them down and like thinking on them and evaluating where it could fit in your life because our conscious and our subconscious mind are very powerful. Our subconscious mind is the prover, but the subconscious mind is listening to your conscious mind. Sometimes it takes time or a really emotional experience to change your subconscious thoughts, but your subconscious mind is the prover. So what happens is whatever you believe subconsciously about money, the thoughts you had from childhood or the way that your parents talked about money or the way that you've been with money the last decade or two is really going to influence what you think is possible this month. And so what I want you to consider is one, this work never stops, right? Some of your beliefs are going to take time to shift. Some of you have already been working on this and this could be the month that everything collapses time for you where you blow your mind. I've had experiences like that where it's just undeniable. It can happen and it does happen. The other piece of this coin, so you could blow your mind this month and some things you will notice the integration happens over a period of time. It's almost like this gradual, the metaphor that comes to me is like the difference between a sunrise and like turning the lights on in the room. I've had experiences where I turned the lights on in the room and it was like instant, like, holy crap, this stuff works. I just made a ton of money. Other times it's taken me longer to integrate. And then I look back and I'm like, I don't really know when everything shifted, but it has. Both work. Both are beautiful. Both create a lot of money. And so one of the things that I want you to notice is you want to direct your conscious mind without judgment of how you've thought about money in the past. When I first got started with believing different about money, I had a lot of judgment of my dad for how he talked about money, of myself for how I handled money, what I thought about money. And what I realized is it just suspended me in like it just kept me stuck right there. I wasn't able to progress because I was judging myself for where I was. Judgment keeps us stuck. And so we want to observe, we want to be mindful, and we want to be honest, but without judging it. We're just looking, seeing what needs to shift so that we can shift into who we want to be and based on what we want to have. Some people don't resonate with making a ton of money. That's totally fine. If you're one of those people, you're like, I'd be happy with just making a little bit more than I've ever made in my life. I'm not super motivated by money. That's okay. I still think if you have a business, it's your responsibility as the business owner to learn to grow your business because I really believe that you're either growing or dying. The business might not die immediately, but if you're not working on growing it, like the word that came is like disintegrate, right? Like businesses thrive when they're growing, when they're expanding. Your business is no different. And so even just the mentality of like growth, evolution, improvement, not because things are bad, but because you have the capability and the capacity to grow, 
that's the kind of mentality that I think allows people to increase their income. We'll talk about this more in quantum play next month, but I really believe there's like three fields, the predictability, the potentiality, and then the possibility, those three. I guess potentiality is like pure imagination creativity. And what I love about Make It Rain is that you just get to decide a number this month, whatever number you want. Like I said, it should feel like a stretch, not impossible, because impossible, I've done this before. I used to be like, I'm going to make $500,000. And I was like, in year one of my business <laughs> or something. And it felt so impossible that I also didn't take any action towards it because it was like, oh, I had no idea how it's going to happen. One of the things that I think will help you bridge the gap between potentiality and where you're at is actually coming up with ways you could make it. I really like to sit with a piece of paper and a calculator and be like, what would it take to make blank? How many private clients? How many people in the matrix? How many people in a program? How many people in payment plans? And just play with numbers. That feels believable to me. Some people don't resonate with that. So toss it if it doesn't. But the reason that I like it to feel believable in that stretch zone is it gets me into action. So there's a really great book by Wallace Waddles. If you want to supplement what we're doing in this program, I highly recommend it. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. I've mentioned it before. And he talks about a certain way of doing things. So you have to do it in total faith. He talks about having this total faith when you're taking action. And there's a lot of like the mindset and the belief work and the possibility and stuff. And that's a great place to start. And then to bridge that, we have to be doing all that's within our power to do, right? And so it's kind of like that classic example is like, I'm going to create, let's use Rebecca's example, $40,000, but I'm going to like sit on my couch and not make offers and not talk to people. One of the things that will stretch you is really doing things that you're not accustomed to doing, which is why I'm going to have you track how much you're asking for. Because if you're not asking, you're not receiving. I think for me, learning to ask for money, learning to ask for big money and being comfortable with it has changed how I receive money. And so if you haven't been asking, it's time to start asking. If you have been asking, it's time to ask with the faith that you're going to receive, right? That's another piece of the equation. And so I think to kind of get your wheels turning, if you pick this number, which I hope you either have on this call or you will shortly, <laughs> pick a number that feels like a stretch that's not impossible and then start asking yourself like all the different ways you could make it, all the different ways you hope you'll make it, all the ways that you don't believe it will work, but like could make it. <laughs> One of the questions that I have on the daily test is like, what would it take to make $100? What would it take to make $1,000 today? What would it take to make $10,000 today? If you've never made $10,000 in a day, that's okay. Let your mind be expanded by the question. I think that's part of our work is to ask more powerful questions to receive more powerful answers and then have the faith and the courage to actually follow through with action. If I have some ideas, if I was going to try to make $10,000 a day and I had five ideas, do I have the faith to actually act on one of them? I think what we're so afraid of is like the feelings that come from rejection or not hitting it. And one of the things that I love about the gamifying of this is like, it's a game. You can reset it. If you don't hit your goal in March, you can reset it and try it in April. Like there's no like rules, right? Well, you didn't hit your goal when you said you wanted to. So you're out. That's not how this game works. And so you get to hit the reset button. But what I want to offer for March, it won't be challenging today. It'll be challenging like the third week of March when I'm like, I want you to have 100% belief, aka faith, because it's not going to feel like it's possible sometimes. That's when we have faith where it's like, I still believe there's a way that this can happen. I don't know how, but I believe that there's a way that this can happen. That's when miracles exist and are created. If you can believe through the 12th hour of something, this is how people blow their own mind. This is how we see people have quantum leaps is they kept believing when all the evidence was stacked against them. And it feels like a risk. It's almost like against the rules or something that like 
well, the math isn't making sense. And this is what I want to offer. There's predictable math when you have a job, when you have income from investment properties or whatever, right? There's predictable income. With entrepreneurs, we don't have predictable income. I like to think of it as like entrepreneur math, where it's like you make $2,000 in January and then you make $20,000 in February and then you make $10,000 in March and then $1,000 in April. It's not predictable. It looks a lot more, if you think about like a job, it looks more like waves that are predictable. You know, you have paychecks on Fridays or whatever, where it's like you can count on when the money comes in. But entrepreneur math is much more like if you observe the stock market, it's a lot more like nature. It's like there is a pattern, but it's not a predictable pattern. There's things that like ups and downs, there's rhythm. And one of the things that I think has been helpful for me is realizing these huge months that exist also means that I have low days and low months sometimes, depending on what's going on in my business. Your month of March will not look like this. So use Rebecca's goal. I want to make $40,000 this month. That means if I did the math, what is that? It's like $1,000, like $1,500 a day, like something like that, right? And if you didn't make $1,500 in a single day, you're like, I'm off track. Like it's not going to work. But I think when we flip this on its head where it's like, I'm expecting this is what's predictable for entrepreneurs. It actually is predictable. Day to day, it doesn't feel predictable. But ups and downs, big months and small months, that is predictable. And so what I want to offer is your March might look like this, where it's like nothing. And then you have like a huge day, maybe two huge days. What I want to offer is the way that you experience this, this is your chance to have true faith. It's easy to look at what's happening as if it's not working. And that's the mistake. I know I've been there. When I look at what's currently happening, it feels like it's not working. But with entrepreneur mass, it is different. And this spike, this big day or this big month that happens, it's inevitable if you keep making offers, showing up, adding value, asking for the money, believing that it's coming, right? And doing what you know to do, it will come. The problem is, is most people feel sad here and happy here. And so you've probably seen like memes where it's like your emotions mirror what's happening in your business. I don't experience that. And I want to talk about that because I think that this is like the secret of the entrepreneur universe is that there is a way that no matter what's happening in your business, you are a steady force. And to me, that's why I teach faith or belief in business. Because if I have firm 100% beliefs that this period in my business is coming, I don't need to freak out about a low period. I know it's going to come. I've had these kinds of thoughts. Like I remember I signed my first like $3,000 client and I was like, I'm never going to sign another $3,000 client again. This is like year two or three in my business. I was like, what if no one else pays that? <laughs> it like sent me on this like spirals. And what I learned is like, that is a thought error. I have this thought that I can't recreate it. And this is going to be important for you this month is that there are no flukes. Once you've created it once, you have the pattern to create it again. If you've ever created money in your life, you know how to create money. If you've ever had a big month, you can recreate it. Now, you might not be able to deconstruct the pattern. I hope that this is what this month will help you do by tracking what you ask for and how many offers you make and what kinds of offers you make by tracking what you're believing and the thoughts that you have by tracking how much money comes in. I know quantum physics tells us what we observe changes the thing that we're observing, which means when you observe money, you change money. And so my hope as you're deciding to make it rain and become a rainmaker is that there are no flukes. This is not an accident. When you hit your goal or when you make money, it's not because it's random. 
It's because you created it. And so there's only really like two words that I want you to think through this month, which is adding value and asking. And then, of course, like believing it's coming. So I guess maybe it's three words that I want you to consider. On a day-to-day basis, these are the only three things that I'm working on as an entrepreneur to make money. Do I need to increase my belief? Do I need to do some inner work where I'm like, I actually believe I can make this amount of money. I really do. Or am I like kind of faltering or wavering? I led a masterclass a while ago and I called it unshakable. And I really resonate with the word unshakable. It is a choice. It's not something that lands on you, right? When you decide, when you write down your money goal for March, it's easy to think, well, I'm wavering because I don't see it working or I don't know if it's going to work. It's like no one knows if it's going to work. It's a choice to be unshakable in your belief. It is a choice. And so one of these three things is all truly every day you can ask yourself, have I added value to my audience? Have I been serving people? One of the things you'll notice throughout the daily tasks is I say other people have your money because it's true. The money that will exist in your bank account is currently in someone else's bank account. So what we want to do is to add value to those people so that there's a transfer of value, right? That they trade their money for the value that you have. But the money doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from other people. When we hide, when we don't ask, when we pretend that we don't have a business or that we don't have an offer that we want to talk about or we don't believe it needs to be marketed or whatever, we stop this flow, this flow that creates the money. And so every day, truly, you could just ask yourself, have I added value? Have I asked for money? Where's my belief at that it's coming? And I promise it's one of those two things. And what's interesting is it's all, of course, rooted in who we're being and what we're believing, because I don't believe it's coming. There's no way I'm going to ask. When I observe my clients, I can tell what they're thinking based on the action that they're taking. If they're not making offers, it's probably because they believe no one's going to buy it. So they're just reporting the news, right? Well, no one's buying it, but it's always the opposite. It's our thoughts that are driving our reality. And so for me, like this has changed my life because abundance, prosperity is a state of mind first, and then it is a financial reality. What I love about this work is that you get to feel great. When you believe that money's coming, if there's a way to know, like peek at the future and know for sure that you would, Rebecca, you would hit the 40K goal. If you guys, other people want to share their goal, I would love to hear it. If you knew for sure by the end of March, you will have hit your goal. Every day is like a celebration instead of this like worry fest or comparison fest. And I think this is why I teach to keep your blinders on because, oh, sorry, I just saw some chats. 12K, 20K. I love it. So good. Like, I just wanted to speak maybe for someone listening or even on the replay. Like if you're not having like a big number, because like there was a time in my business that I couldn't even imagine making $12,000. Like it was like a $5,000 a month would have changed my life at a certain point in my business. Like it would have been life changing. And so don't judge your goal. But for me, if you could expect it, the law of assumption, I love this by Neville Goddard. He talks about like, we could get what we assume we're going to get. And I heard this from Brooke Castillo too. She's like, what if the only reason I'm not a millionaire, this was like in the beginning of her journey, was because I just didn't expect to be one. Like I just didn't have those thoughts. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this changes everything. It's not because there's a fate or this like destiny that we're just given, like we create it. And so when you change your beliefs, when you change what you expect to get and you train your mind, your subconscious to really expect to be receiving money on a big scale or a bigger scale than you've ever experienced before, magic starts to happen. But I want to like really encourage you to think through your own flow or your own ups and downs because it's not like, well, I'm 100% belief money will be here today. One of the things that I want you to think through is if we were to rewind time and go back to your 12-year-old self, your 12-year-old self had an imagination. 
of what she thought. I promise it's probably not what you're doing today, unless you're crazy. If you were 12 and imagining what you're doing today, I'd love to talk. Because most people aren't doing what they thought their 12-year-old self would do. And so if you think about what we think about and what we expect is creating on the creative plane or the potentiality. But as you grew, as you're exposed to this stuff, you had new thoughts. And so the creation in the universe and the plane of creative potentiality, however you want to think about it, has to rearrange. And because we live in the world of form and physicality, it takes time. That's part of the deal living here. So it's not that it's not working. It's that the timing hasn't aligned yet. So who you are being, in my opinion, here on a low day when things aren't working is everything. The reason that I can coach powerfully and the way that I've built my business is because who I am on a low day is the same as a high day. I wish I could like bring people to like validate that, but you'll just have to take my word for it. But I don't have a lot of mind drama. I am a really happy, peaceful person no matter what's going on because of this work, of the belief work. I don't think anything's wrong here because I know the direction and what I'm creating in my mind and with my action is undeniable. And I think that there's any gift I could give you is to have that unshakable, undeniable belief that it is inevitable and it's practiced. It's not given. It's not like, okay, you've been in business for five years. Here you go. Now you can believe that's not how it is. And this is why we see people have a quantum leap because they get the belief and then they act as if not faking it till they make it really be, do, have. They feel it like they have it inside so much that the laws create it to be. It sounds hard until you've experienced. Maybe you've experienced it. And I really encourage you to like write that story down to reflect on. I found an old journal, my journal that I wrote in before I hit my first 100K in business. And this was, I think, in 2019 or something, 2020, can't remember. And I remember being like, my emotions were like all over the place. And then some days I was like, I don't really care if I hit 100K, which is a cop out, right? I don't really care about money that much. That's a protection mechanism. And so you want to become really aware of how your mind like lets you out of the goals that you want. Anyway, my emotions were like up and down. Like if I made a sale, I was feeling good. If I wasn't, I was feeling kind of down. And what I learned is mostly through the inner work, this isn't from strategy, Really from the inner work is that there was a internal experience that I could create where my emotions didn't mirror my sales. And that's actually how I started creating a lot of money over time because I stopped like when I would feel sad, I wouldn't sell. When I would feel down, I would disappear. That doesn't create money. That doesn't encourage clients to reach out to me. And so I think when you flip this upside down where you're really experiencing it inside and then you know you take action to ask for it, to say, I'm open, I'm receiving, I'm willing to take this on, that's where the magic is made. So I want you to consider what are you willing to do differently this month than you've ever done before? And I don't know where you're going to take that. It might be very personal. If you have some ideas, I'd love, you know, maybe you type them out and I'd love to see what like the first thing that came to you. What's something that you've never done before that you're willing to try this month? Because new thoughts, new actions lead to new results, right? And hopefully the whole purpose of Make It Rain is to create a new awareness because that's where everything starts. I like to think of people who shatter like the ceiling in my mind of what's possible. They were, I first saw this stay-at-home mom and she's like, I'm celebrating a 100K month. And I was like, month? I was nowhere close to that. But that's fine. It's like, what? But I'm so glad that she shared and that I saw because it showed me like there's a lot more possible than I thought. What I've learned is you start to see your thoughts become things over time. The more you practice a thought, 
you know, maybe it's a way of thinking that just going to try to think abundantly, prosperous, that clients come to me from places known and unknown. There's always more money where that came from. Money comes to me all the time. Whatever it is, like, are you going to practice it? Selling on stories. Yes, Lisa, so good. You might get a result you've never gotten before. And one of the things that I want to offer is that will be true on both sides of the coin, right? There's going to be wanted and unwanted results from doing things like I was never rejected. I was never told no before I made an offer, before I was a Instagram business owner. But I don't know how to think of it. Like when I was just a consumer, before I was a creator on Instagram, no one ever told me no on Instagram because I wasn't asking anything. Right. And so that's part of the journey, too, is experiencing the ups and the downs of a new action taken. But that's where all the gold is. That's also where all the wisdom is. So I'm excited to see your process. Anyone else want to share it? to hear? When I think about all of you guys making the most money you've ever made, there's going to be ups and downs. And it sounds all well and good right now. What I've found is it, it, we don't experience doubt when we're talking to someone who believes, right? When I talk to my coach, I'm not really like going through my own doubt because like I'm buoyed up by her belief, which is why coaching is useful. It's like the moments where you post on Instagram and then nothing happens. And then you're like doing that doomsday scrolling or checking your email. And then you're like, I don't know. It's like very private. And so one of the things I'm going to encourage you to do is to come and get coaching either on Slack or on these calls so that we can shift. This is why a lot of my private clients like using Voxer for this, like that shifting. I want you to have your own version of that. So I really want you to feel like you can come to Slack and be like, I need help shifting this because I feel like nothing's working or I feel like this is I'm crazy. One of the things that I learned early on is I'm careful who I share my beliefs and hopes with, because if they can't believe in it, it's going to feel like the normal thing that no wonder it didn't happen. It's really hard to believe in. But if you talk to people who believe, it feels like it just shifts you a little bit, like on the emotional scale and trending up and I'm moving in the right direction. That can make a huge difference. And so I want you to be able to use Slack. Like I said, I'm going to be sharing those prompts every day, but feel free to ask any questions that come up or where you're getting stuck on a day-to-day basis because like it's all paradox. One day doesn't matter, but one day does matter in the month, right? And so every day you're working on adding value, making an ask and working on your belief. If you really focus on those three things, you will blow your mind. Don't let your brain off the hook. This is the other thing that I used to have this default, like I would give 80% so that if it didn't work out, I could in my heart, no, I didn't give all I had. I always created like mediocre results, but I was like, my ego is protected. It's vulnerable to say, I want to make 20K, Lisa, and then to give your all to create that. I mentioned that book, The Science of Getting Rich, and he talks about that being like the missing piece is like, you have to give all your effort to create this. And so if there's anything that you're holding back or anything you're afraid to do, it will entangle with what you're able to create. And it is vulnerable to go for it. And so my encouragement to you is to notice when you're holding back a little bit because you feel vulnerable or risky, like you might get told no or it might not work. This is what's so interesting is, well, I'm afraid to go all in because it might not work. And that thought, it might not work, will create it not working. We want to be aware, not with judgment, just be like, oh, like, of course I'm not selling. I have the belief it might not work. But what if it does work? One of the numbers that I like to think about is 51%. Tilt the odds in my favor. There's 51% chance that it's going to work. That's what I need to believe in. Like when things feel really challenging to me. Like, I don't need 50-50. I just need 51% odds in my favor. I believe more than I doubt. 
So every time that I notice I have a thought like it might not work, I'm like, but what if it couldn't? What if it does? What if it already has in some future version of me, right? And constantly redirecting my mind to possibility instead of trying to predict my downfall or predict my loss or predict how I didn't win because the ego loves to be right. So one of the ways that we sabotage ourselves with money is we're like, well, this is kind of what I expected. Exactly. This is what you expected. And this is why you're not creating the money that you know you're capable of. And so you want to really shift it back because we get what we expect. And so part of our work is to start to expect money. And that sounds weird if, <laughs> if you've ever done this kind of work before. But I think for most of you guys have done this, at least some level of money work. When we start to believe that money is coming and we grow to expect it, our reality shifts where money is coming in when we expect it unexpectedly from places we know, from places we don't. And all of a sudden we're blowing our own minds and people think we're crazy, but it's possible. Love the 51% idea. Thanks, Rebecca. And this is something that I use a lot, especially if I'm working on something that like feels really challenging. So like if you've never made anywhere close, let's say your goal is 10K. I'm going to use someone like not on here. If your goal is 10K and the most you've ever made is $2,000, it's going to feel really challenging. I still would say that's in the realm of what we're looking for. It's not impossible. It feels like a big stretch. You don't have to believe every second of every day. We're aiming for 51%. We're aiming for more belief than doubt. And that moves mountains because you're actively engaging in faith. You're redirecting your mind when you're like, I don't know. You're nope. Someone has done this before. Why not me? I'm going to believe. Aben, I remember the first time I learned this from you. I really, really wanted my goal, but I still let the doubt be there and it didn't work. It was 55% doubt. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've learned is we don't want to be obsessive to the point where we're like not taking action or we make every little thought mean something. One of the beautiful gifts that we have is time, right? We have the buffer of time. So if you have a thought, it's not going to work. The universe is like, see, it's not going to work. We have the buffer of time. So in my experience, it's the shifting that creates the space for the miracle to happen. Doubt is fine as long as you're willing to shift it. And so when you're thinking through this month and all, like all the little daily tasks that I'm going to have you do and all the ways that you're going to make money, the value, the ask and the belief, these three things, it's not that we're trying to be 100% in belief all month long. That's exhausting. And you probably won't even take action because you're going to be like obsessed with your thoughts. So you're just going to notice when you're not and come back. That's the secret is like remembering, coming back to what you want to be true, what the belief that you want to be your reality. So I want to open it up for the last few minutes with any questions or if anyone's like feeling something from, you know, making this amount of money, like 12K, 20K, 40K. Some of you guys, it is challenging. Some of you maybe don't want to sit with the challenge of it. But I just want to open up for any coaching or questions on your money goal, on what we're going to be doing this month. Anyone have thoughts, doubts? Last week, you coached me around like possibly moving my family. Like, and that's happening this summer. We're so oh excited. Goodness. It's a family of six. My family is a family of six and we've got teenagers and not everybody is equally excited. So yeah. I feel like this is coming at the best time, this Rainmaker class, because I have found myself thinking like your business is going to suffer. Your business is going to suffer. And I don't like that thought. I also want to balance giving myself space and grace to like be there for my kids and for all the things that are going to be happening over the next six months. That being said, when you're like, pick a goal, I was like, I think I can make 60K in March. Like that's 10 clients for me. I do small groups. And then immediately I'm just like, that is a really bad idea right now. Interesting. Because you also have the assumption that it'll be like the most work you've ever done. So what if we played with the idea that like in March, you're going to make 60K, but it's not going to be the most work you've ever done. Is it too good to be true? 
No, I don't think it's too good to be true. I just haven't done it. But as you were talking about like all of this belief stuff, I'm like, I know how to do this in so many areas of my life. Like this job, this is a dream come true. I manifested the crap out of this job. Yeah. <laughs> this is like more than better, even better than yeah. we ever could have expected. But I'm like, okay, so how do I shift that to 60K? I like to play this game. This is like potentiality, which will talk a lot more quantum play, but I see like putting threads in here is good is a very powerful, playful way of asking, wouldn't it be cool if you made $60,000 and worked half of what you normally do so that you were there for your family and that you could take care of things at home but still kill it in business? Isn't that what being a rainmaker means to you? That's what it means to me. I mean, I'm still mama because it's detached, right? I think yeah. that that's the thing is we don't want to become attached to our goal because then we're monitoring and we're actually spending more time in doubt when we're attached. Of just leaving it and only touching it, only touching the thought when it feels good. As soon as it stops feeling good, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to play with my kids. I'm going to like leave that thought alone. So as soon as I feel like it in my body that it's like shelf it. Oh, we're just going to set it aside. Okay. Why not? Even just knowing your audience and the work you've already put in with your relationship with them. Will it actually take more work? I'd like to think no. But I'm still like working on believing that that's not how it's created. I'm like continually separating myself from them. I shared the three things that I want you to work on, the value, the ask, and the beliefs. What does asking actually look like for you? Well, it's interesting because when you first said ask, like I wasn't thinking of asking my clients. I was like thinking of asking like, God, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I want this. Just so you know, mm -hmm. I want this. Like, I don't know that I've ever said that, you know? That parable of like the person who's like in the house with the flood. They're like, don't worry, God's going to save me. And then like someone comes by in a raft. They're like, get in. He's like, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then someone comes by with a helicopter like, come on, like you're going to die. He's like, no, 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 like God's going to save me. And then he yeah. dies drowning. And he's like, God, like what the heck? He's like, I sent you a raft. I said, you know, he's like, I sent you all these things. You're going to notice a theme in the work that I'm going to send you is that other people have your money. Your clients, the money exists in their bank account. That's how God distributes money is through other people. So yeah. we need to ask God. We also need to ask the people that have our money with less and respect. We don't want to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like when you were talking about the person like on the house in the flood. Yeah. It just like gave me this visual of like, they have this umbrella and I'm like blocking the money raining down on me. I'm like, oh, I just need to take the umbrella down. What is the umbrella? I think it's the, this will be too much work for you. That's the umbrella. This isn't the right time for this. This mm -hmm. will be too hard. And it's funny because I've had all those thoughts like before this weekend when we decided to take this job. It's not like these aren't new thoughts. No, they're recycled. Yeah, I think what is it could be easy? Wouldn't it be cool if it was the easiest month you've ever had? I think as you learn to make more money, and this applies to a lot of you guys, it's not just the making of the money. It's the way that you make money that we want to really hone in. I remember I had a launch once that I was like exhausted by. This was like, like two years ago. And I remember just being like depleted. And I remember, and I made a lot of money. And I was like, that's not all there is. Mm -hmm. It's the way that I make it that I want. And I think that in the beginning, I would have done anything for money, right? Like that was kind of like where I was at. And what I've learned is as you make more money, then it's like you want to start clarifying how you make the money too. It's not just the money. I want to make it in an effortless way. I want to make it doing only group. I want to do it in a way where I'm not working more than 20 hours a week. And putting those constraints actually leads to way more creativity. And so I'm excited to see how you play the game. Well, congratulations on the move. That's exciting. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, anyone else have something that they want to bring? 
I have so many thoughts going on and I'm in a place of overwhelm with work right now and I'm letting that get to me. And then it gets with, into my thoughts of I'm an overwhelm, right? Like, oh my God. And I still haven't had a client yet. And in my head, I'm so close to finishing this darn website. I feel like in my head, I'm putting up all these things of why I can't do things. And of course, it's the fear of failure. But like, I'm really close to finishing this website. And it was like, okay, I'm just like, I'm getting rid of my perfectionist tendencies and I'm just going to get it out. So I made the mistake. I'm supposed to tell my web designer, like she said, okay, just okay it. And then, you know, write me an email to tell me that you're okay with things. And then I just like sent it to my sister. I'm like, can you just give me feedback? And then of course she's like, rearrange this and do this. And I'm just like, oh my God, like sounds like more work to me. And then I'm thinking, how can I get this going? I can't even have a client before I have this contract in place, the payment link in place. So that's what's going on in my head right now. And I'm just like, my goal is 5K. How about just one client? I'll take that since I've never had one. Just be more creative. I don't think you have to have a website and a payment link. Is it absolutely true that you can't coach someone for money without those things? No, but I'd like a contract in place just because I'm a doctor. And you don't have a contract yet? I do have a contract, so I just need to give her that and she's going to just make a quick thing for me. So I could just tell her, like, not think about the website and at least just get that page done so they can read the contract and then they can send me payment. In your mind, how close are you? Like, does this feel like way in the future? What part? The client coming. Does it feel like it's going to happen way in the future? Yes. So it will always exist way in the future. But I feel like it's closer. I feel like I'm getting more to that place of like, all right, let's just get it done. I guess that's why I was frustrated. Feedback, even though I asked her for feedback. I'm like, but you're right. I don't need a website. So I'm not doing things because I don't want to do things before I have the website in place. But you're a coach, so you know those thoughts will be with you even after the website is ready to go. You will still have the thoughts that you don't want to do anything, that you don't want to risk. It's true. I love the money work. I know that I have so much grown up. Oh, you need to work hard to make money. And then in my mind, I'm also thinking, I don't want to replace, like, I'm also thinking I don't have any more time to add on a bunch of work. So I like that thought that, you know, you had talked about, wouldn't it be cool if it didn't take a lot of extra time? And this is a lot of extra time that I don't have. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. I was coaching someone, her name is Lindsay. I was coaching at a retreat and she'd never made an offer before. And she was coaching very similar, like kind of in the future. And I was like, Lindsay, make an offer right now. And she's like, okay, I will. I'm like, no, no, no. Like you're not getting off the hot seat until you type an offer on your Instagram stories. And she's like, I don't know what to say. So like, I helped her what to say. Anyway, so she types this offer. It didn't take her time. It took her like 30 seconds to make the ask. Asking doesn't take a lot of time. It's the thoughts about the asking that take a lot of time. I think one of the things that you're going to watch your brain this month is how much time you think about making an offer versus just writing an offer and then oh, yeah. publishing. That doesn't take time. No. But like, how do you write? Like, what sorts of things are you saying? Just like, come in. You help over on doctors? Yeah, for now. So you can say, I'm a life coach. I've been honing my skill as a life coach for overwhelmed doctors, and I'm taking new clients. If you're interested in releasing burnout or eliminating burnout or something, I don't know how you'll say it, something like that, DM me to schedule a call. That's an ask. That's all it is. And then maybe no one says anything, but you did ask. Because one of the things that I've started to notice, and this is why I'm having you track the money that you ask for and the money they actually collect, is because the more I ask, the more I make. But if I never ask, it doesn't happen. And the other thing that I want you to know is that you get no's and that's okay. 
That's part of our work is to actually collect no's. That's how we get yeses too. Because if you're not getting any no's, I know you're not getting any yeses. I have that written down too. So get a no. Like what if that was your goal? I'm going to get someone to tell me no. But that's considered an ask, just putting that out there. It is considered an ask. You can do it. You can do it right now. I could put you on the hot spot right now. <laughs> it's funny because it doesn't take that much. Like it really doesn't. You typing something out won't take a lot of time. It's all your thoughts. Like, what are they going to think? What if so-and-so sees it? I remember like I had this thought about like this old person in my life who really wanted me to be a therapist. And I thought she had so much judgment of me for dropping out and all this stuff. And like, she was the one that was blocking me from doing my work in the world. I was like, I'm going to let that go. And I did. And so just notice all the trash that actually making an ask is going to take you like two minutes. So make the ask. Anyone else have a thought that they want to work through? I do. It's Cindy. So I guess it might not be a good day for me to get on, but I just feel like I should. So I was so excited because I was actually listening to before you said you were going to do Make It Rain. I was listening to Make It Rain and I had written down my goal. I'm going to do 10K this month. And I've done kind of these false starts a lot lately. And then something like big and earth shattering happens. My dad just passed. And so then I think every time like, I feel like I'm ready, something like this happens. And I keep thinking, is it because I'm not supposed to do it? You know, I keep bowing back. And even though I know it's not real, I have to get over that. Ah, it's super emotional. And I think you saying, you know, there are times when you need to rest. But should I really be resting? The more that you think about it, shouldn't I be moving on? I'm really sorry, Cindy. I didn't know that. Very sorry. This is how I see this kind of thing. It depends on what you want the most. I think one of the things that I've experienced is if you can do it when you're sad or busy or overwhelmed or emotional and you learn how to hone this skill, nothing will stop you in the future, if that makes sense. So I feel like if you want to, and I think that that's like the caveat, do you want to make money? during this time because some people don't and that's okay that if you do want to if you want to lead yourself through a difficult situation and grow your business even while you're grieving you can people do if they want to like in certain cases in my history i had to and i think that that was a different situation but i think knowing how to hold your emotions as the human but also to be the rainmaker and still make money is a skill that you can develop if you want to so i think that that might be just where we start is do you want to be making money during this time yes you, and you can and i think it'll set you up in the future because what it's allowed me to see is like if i can learn to make money when things are hard then i don't have to rely on things being easy to make money i never do i learned how to do both and so it'll set you up for future scenarios because life happens and things will be difficult in the future. That won't mean you stop making money. It'll right. mean you, you hone the skill of making money. I feel like the whole spiral thing, maybe these things just keep happening because it's something that I do need to learn to navigate. Instead of letting the goal go when things are, hard things happen, it's learning to hold the goal and hold the belief even when hard things happen. Then the thoughts come in, what will other people think? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. And I immediately tell myself that, but you know, that I'm moving on too quickly. Your dad just passed. You were his main caregiver. And it's silly, I know that, but it still makes me not act. Are you thinking of someone specific? 
I don't think so. No one specific jumps to my mind, which makes me also believe it's just something made up in my mind that is silly. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. You know, I think that grief is one of those interesting things. Some people, it wouldn't be appropriate to jump back into business. Like it would be more appropriate for them. What's true to them to not work and that's okay. Or to not even like engage with whatever. I don't know what you're even going to sell. I'd be curious to hear when you think of 10K, what that is for you. Is it books? Is it something else? But for me, like when I've gone through difficult situations, I would not have appreciated myself for not also honoring my business. That was what was true for me. I didn't want to let my business go even when hard things happen. And what that's allowed me to do is to grow my business through hard things. That's what I wanted. And so I think that's why I asked with what do you want in this season? If no one found out about it, what would you want? I would want to make money and be powerful during this time. And I think the flip side of that is just because you make money doesn't mean you don't grieve. It's like, it doesn't mean you're not sad. It doesn't mean it's not hard. It's just that you can hold it and still do the value work, the asking, the believing for money. One that doesn't have to overshadow the other. It can be both. I like that a lot. That feels good to me. And this is what I think is, it's funny when we think about it, our days, you know, you might have a day where you wake up and you're crying and you're sad and you're distraught because you're grieving. In the afternoon, you might have an idea to send an email to your list. That's the life of the entrepreneur. You know, we can't predict exactly how your days are going to go, what you're going to think and what ideas you have. And so when we say both, it doesn't mean both at the same time. It doesn't mean you'd be grieving and trying to formulate an email. It means you can grieve when it comes. And then when you're feeling more creative or more inspired, maybe that's when you take the action and you give yourself space for both. I can see that and I can feel that that's right. That's funny because you're going to think this is funny, but right after the Zen Angels called me and, you know, said there's been an emergency, I was like, oh, no. I need to listen to Amber. <laughs> I went through your set and it didn't even matter what I turned on, but I was just like, I just need to listen to Amber and get things straight because I know whatever I choose, it will be inspired for me to be able to emotionally get through this. That really touches me, Cindy. Thank you for sharing that. Even though I talk mostly about entrepreneurship, I love that, you know, something touched you. This is what I think is beautiful about this work. It doesn't just apply to business. We talk about holding our energy or being firm in our belief about something. It's not just business. It's also like with your dad. I just attended my grandpa's funeral and it was interesting because, I mean, I saw just a lot of peace because I'm very connected in my beliefs. It's interesting when you apply your beliefs, when you live it, instead of just keeping it in a theory, you have an emotional experience. And so my emotion was peace because I believe his spirit is still alive, right? That's something that I believe really strongly. I won't be traumatized or sad. And so I think the same thing can be true for you. It's like, what do you want to experience during this time? Not that you don't want to be sad. Maybe you really actively, consciously choose to be sad. And then sometimes you don't. It depends on what you want to experience. And then you choose it consciously. And the truth is, he's like, go, Cindy, go. Go for it. I'm not here anymore to take up all this time. You better be using this time to create something because he was truly a creator. And so I feel that too. Interesting to ponder. This is how I think about these kinds of things. It's not like morally right or wrong. It's not what you're choosing between. It's like, where do you want to go? Like the example I'll give is like, if you want to go to Mexico, going north would be wrong. But it's not morally wrong. It's just not going to get you where you want to go. And so I think where you want to go, which is I want to honor my dad and I want to create money, 
Now we have a sense of direction and now you can make choices that honor both. Until you know where you want to go, all directions seem like you're like going in circles or they're not right. So I think that you can do Make It Rain, the program. You'll get the document after this call and that you consider it and have the courage to follow through on your ideas and to ask and grieve. I think you can do both this month. I'll be thinking about you, Cindy. I'm sorry about his passing. Hard times. I also know you're a very powerful creator, even among hard things, right? I think that that might be an interesting thing for you to play with. It's like, what if hard things keep showing up because you're meant to figure out how to navigate hard things and still create what you want right. and personal power? Yeah, it really is. I've always let it stop me. And that's silly to do that. But see, I don't think it's silly. I'm like, to me, it makes sense. That's how most of the world lives. If something hard happens, we stop. But I think you know that there's another way. And now yes. you're ready to do it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You posted. All right, you guys, go make it rain. Look for my email. It'll have the document. I'm also going to put it in the members area so you have access to it all over. And then you'll be getting questions every day this month. You get out what you put in. So I hope that you actually spend time with the questions and then have the courage if there's some prompt or you need to do something. We actually do it. Okay. I'll see you next Monday. We'll continue the conversation. Bye. (laughs) 